I want your help making this podcast the best it can possibly be. After you listen to this episode, binge the other ones, tell me what you like and what you'd like me to talk about more. I'm still new to this, so I want to keep getting better so you'll keep coming back. Give me feedback on the Tim Gavin Show Facebook page, link in the description. I'm going to be taking a little extra time working on the next episode all about theater. I wanted to have it done today, but I'm still completing a few more things on it. In the meantime, we have another stolen number one. Since it's the August long weekend, we're going back to what was big in music for the very first one. This is the Tim Gavin Show, a holistic look at music and pop culture. So 1974, this is a cool chart. It is. And the reason he chose this, of course, uh, the long weekend, the uh, first time that the Civic Holiday Heritage Day in Alberta was uh, celebrated was back in 1974. Wow. Such a long time, but still kind of feels almost new, but I'm glad that we have an August long weekend. Right. It's just perfect right in the middle of summer to have that August long weekend. Yeah. Yeah. You got any big plans for it? Nothing. (laughs) How about you? I'm going to take a little bit of a risk using appropriate precautions, of course. Still social distancing. I brought my mask collection with me. Going to my friend's wedding. You have a mask collection? Yeah. Don't you? This is what we're collecting in 2020 now? I mean, we're we're stuck with them. We may as well have a little bit of fun with it, you know? (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Got to find the positive somehow. Rolling through the top 10 this week in 1974, number 10 was Rufus and Shaka Khan with Tell Me Something Good. Great song. Shaka And Shaka Khan, you can never go wrong with Shaka Khan. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, Number nine, this is one that I vaguely remember from around the time where weed became legalized in Canada. Everyone thought that they were the funniest person in the world because they kept requesting Jim Stafford Wildwood Weed. Yep. It's just another another bit of proof that hardly anyone is original. <laughs> also, another another Alberta connection too. Wildwood, Alberta. Yes, exactly. Uh, number eight, Blue Magic Sideshow. Another great track. Number seven, this one, definitely very near and dear to my heart. ABBA, Waterloo, surprised it's only at number seven. And that's where it peaked. Yeah. How weird is that? Peaking at number seven, but still one of the all-time classics that has stood the test of time and I th- on this chart. And, you know, looking at this chart, and we'll get into this more as we get further into the chart... But there's a lot of songs on this chart by artists who had hits bigger than the songs that were on here. Yes. And that you hear more often. Uh, it's just they just really weren't in their prime in 1974. Uh, that One of those being Chicago's Call on Me at number six. Well, Chicago, they had waves of success. Like, because they have a, a ton of different albums in each decade that kind of sound completely different. Like 70s Chicago sounds very different to 80s Chicago. But when you hear Chicago, like call on me is not the first song you think of. Not at all. Like Saturday in the park is probably first. Yes, that that's definitely <laughs> one that or um, 29 or six to four. Yeah. Yeah. 25. Twenty-five. There we go. It, it's a lot of numbers, <laughs> right? But, uh, beginnings is another you know great I mean. one. 
Uh, number five, Dave Loggins, please come to Boston or don't Ian 2020. <laughs> no, no. And even then, I would not want to navigate Boston. I've heard that trying to drive over there is a special kind of hell. Well, you'd have with how their streets are set up. You'd have to constantly be looking for your cockies. And... Number four, Elton John, don't let the sun go down on me. Great song, but again, not my favorite Elton tune, especially like if we're talking 70s Elton. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number three with John Denver's Annie song. Which is still a beautiful track. I was just listening to that before you called and like the acoustics on it sound good. It it still sounds fresh. Absolutely. Number two is Paper Lace and the Night Chicago Died. Probably one of the most one hit of one hit wonders even though this is technically their second hit yes yeah yeah but fun fact their greatest hits only has three songs on it i believe that <laughs> number one uh was roberta flax feel like making love such a beautiful track absolutely very funky super disco-y and just like and I really Super think it had. I, th- I think it had that kind of tone, you know, like this typical '70s tone to it, and that's why it was so popular. Yeah, but now, nowadays, it, it almost sounds like that sound is like coming back, and it just it sounds good again. True, true, uh, and of course, it depends on who you're listening to and whatnot. Further down the chart, we get to number twelve, and we get our CanCon in there with VTO taking care of business. Uh, that is. Yeah, it, it's a great song, but I've always found it to be kind of overplayed. I Yeah, I mean, the pool of 70s music that is CanCon is kind of small to begin with. Yeah, and you'd think with like all those relaxed CanCon rules, or the relaxed MAPL setting that the classic CanCon was grandfathered into, yeah. you'd think we have more. But no. No. no your, your typicals are like bto and the guess who and like from the 70s and even the band would be in there stuff like that yeah um we also have paul anka and odia coats with you're having my baby at 13 one of the worst songs ever made <laughs> and that's okay why saying that that is like a grand consensus <laughs> people freaking hate that song that's fair that's fair uh righteous brothers rock and roll heaven at 14 then number 15 steely dan ricky don't lose that number and steely dan they are another band that it it, they still sound good like you use steely dan records to test out your stereo that is how good those records sound even today absolutely like and anytime the steely dan song comes on the radio or whatever i gotta crank it yeah but i find it's usually it's usually ricky don't lose that number or do it again that's the other one. The odd time you would get Peg thrown in there. The Hollies, the air that I breathe was at 17. Yeah, Hollies, another. They're another. I feel like they're kind of like underrated in terms of classic bands. Like not a lot of people are too familiar with them, but you put their stuff on, especially the air that I breathe. You're going to have a great time listening to that. I'd agree with that. This one um, is an artist that happens to randomly follow me on Twitter uh andy kim rock me gently at number 20 andy kim follows you on twitter last i checked really (laughs) it's so weird like one day i i think i was sitting at work and all of a sudden a notification popped up and it said at andy kim music follows you on twitter he unfollowed me now 
Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah, like it, it's it's weird when. That's one part about being in radio. Sometimes bands will follow you. Uh huh. It is like. It, it's nice, but at the same time, like it, you wonder why. Like I think I feel Bell like his follows me on Twitter. I feel like his manager kind of just took over his Twitter because now all of a sudden he's only following like forty three people. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, Andy Kim, like you don't really picture him being like super on social media all the time. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, also on the charts, oh, this one's great. The great driving song at number 22, Golden Earring, Radar Love. Love, love, love that song. Now, do you go for the Golden Earring so- version, or do you go for any of the covers? Because I'm a huge fan of White Lion's cover of Radar Love. Uh, I go for the Golden Earring. In most cases, like nine times out of ten, I will say that the original is always better. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'll I'll go with that one. I'll definitely say that this is definitely a superior original. But we got a cover coming in at number 23. Eric Clapton, I Shot the Sheriff. That's the one where that would be the one out of 10 there. Yeah. <laughs> where the Eric Clapton version is better. Really? No. I think I, so. I got to go with so. Bob Marley on this one. Uh, I, I'm going to agree to disagree with you on that one. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, but I will say Eric Clapton does do the song justice. Oh, for sure. It's just I like the original a little bit more. Former number one, uh, coming in at number 26 this week, George McRae's Rock Your Baby. Don't think I've heard that one yet, but, you know, I can only assume if if it's number one, it's got to be good at one point, you know? At, at some point in time, that's a song you never really hear anymore. I know it's in the library at our stations, but it, you never hear it. Yeah. Oh, another one like that. The Hughes Corporation, Rock the Boat. It's one of those songs that, again, hardly ever gets any airplay, but everyone seems to know it. Oh, when you come in, uh, when it comes on, when it does get that airplay, you're like, rock yeah. the boat, don't rock the boat, baby. Rock the boat, don't tip the boat over. Uh, number 29, Dionne Warwick and the Spinners with Then Came You. Yeah, that's another one that I missed, but (laughs) there's a few of these that actually, you know, still get airplay in this day and age and Tim just missed them. Yeah. And oh, Billy Preston, nothing from nothing. That's another (laughs) solid song. The the fifth Beatle. Wait, was Billy Preston on any Beatles records? I got to look that up. He did play a little bit, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. They always refer to him as the fifth Beatle. I'm just not sure what he did. Yeah, he was like one of five musicians credited on a Beatles recording other than the group's four members. And he was good buds with George Harrison. There we go. There's your answer. Uh, Elvis at number 34 with If You Talk In Your Sleeve. See, I know that you know, Elvis was still alive then, but you do, I don't really like, I can't really lump in Elvis with any of the seventies artists. Right. Like, it feels, it still feels like there's a disconnect there. Just a little bit. You don't say, Hey, yeah. Oh, the guess who clap for the Wolfman. More, uh, more CanCon representing there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you can't help it. That's another one. You can't help but sing along to though. Oh Yeah. You ever you ever try and like do do like a, your wolfman a wolfman impression during the song? No, I <laughs> can't say as I have. I tried once and like it actually kind of hurt my throat doing like doing that voice. So you don't want to try it and share with the class right now? No, no, I don't. 
See, that's that's about as good as it's going to get, and it's I, not I, I give you about a 3 out of 10 on that one. That's fair. That's, <laughs> that's about two more that I would have given myself, so thank you. The Commodore's machine gun at 38. Ooh, great one. Right? Yeah. Right? Another one of those ones where you don't really think of that song first when you think of the Commodore's. Yeah. And then, of course, you got Barry What Can't get enough of your love, babe. It sounded like you had like almost some sort of southern twang. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, it it was off. It was off. <laughs> yeah. I really need to stop trying to do a deep voice, even though I'm continuing to do it now. Yeah, but you're now uh you're kind of failing on those today, just saying. I know. <laughs> but at the same time it's kind of funny. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Jimmy Buffett coming in at number 45 with Come Monday. So I need to tell you a story uh, about something that happened one time involving the artist Jimmy Buffett. All right. Do tell. Uh, You know, our friend Kyle, who used to work with us. Yes. He once pronounced it Jimmy Buffet. What? (sighs) Wait. I should not be shocked because <laughs> he's the same guy who said Rio Speedwagon. Yeah. Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> Sorry, but like, dude, dude, come on. Really, yeah. Kyle. We shouldn't be shocked. Number 48, Olivia Newton-John. If you love me, let me know. Oh, yeah. And I wouldn't say love, but I appreciate that song. That's Can't fair. Olivia Newton-John. That's fair. Uh, number 50. This one is so annoying. Yeah. First Beach class Bay. Beach Baby. Yeah. Yeah. Beach Baby Beach. Like. <laughs> but it didn't chart very high. So. No. That's, no. That's like that's as far as it got. But every so often you'll listen to like, I don't know, a pure oldie station or a station that has like an oldie show or something like that. And that song will come on. You're like, yeah, still better to have Beach Baby than something worse. Like you're having my baby. Number 56, Leonard Skinner, Sweet Home Alabama. I'm shocked that's about as high as it got, because, like, again, this is another one of those all time great rock songs. And it still gets played like on a daily basis. Yes. Meanwhile, when's the last time that you heard You Won't See Me by Anne Murray? <laughs> Ironic, because <laughs> you won't see that on the radio too much. Uh, just down further below, number 58, Joni Mitchell throwing in that CanCon as well. Free Man in Paris. Ooh, great one. Absolutely. Uh, Count Stevens, number 63 this week with another Saturday night. Yeah, another one of those songs that it's like... You know, they have other songs, but like this was another hit. But again, not the first song that you think of when you think Cat Stevens. Exactly. Exactly. Joe Cocker was on there at 65, put out the light. Then Charlie Rich with his ballad to friendship. I love my friend. There we go. There we go. Uh, Number 70, Paul McCartney and Wings band on the run. Yeah. Well, and I... A lot of people really don't like Wings too much, but in terms of post-Beatles output, I really enjoyed Paul McCartney and Wings. I thought that was a really solid band. I, uh, I'd agree with you on that one, actually. 
Yeah. And I like how Band on the Run is like, it's almost like two different songs. Like it starts out like just super chill. And then like the last like couple minutes of it, it's just like entirely different and just like fast paced and fun. It's very much like you would think of uh, something like that happening as like an A side, B side. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know, the king switching the glide, this beat goes on. Yeah, like there's just like, <laughs> it's two separate songs. But, but it's, it sounds good together still. Yes. Um, what are your thoughts on Neil Young? <laughs> um, I like Neil Young enough. He is not my favorite, but I do acknowledge that he is very influential. But again, I kind of feel like some of his songs get a little bit overplayed sometimes. Walk On was sitting at 72 this week. Yeah. Uh, Number 74, this uh, this I, I kind of want to touch on. Bo Donaldson and the Haywoods, Billy, Don't Be a Hero. A hit for them, but also it was a hit for Paper Lace as well. That was their first hit before okay. Chicago died. So they covered that. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's kind of, kind of cool at the same time that they're uh, on the same chart. It is, it is. And it's another one of those examples of how hyper-localized music can be sometimes. Because then, like, because you have multiple versions of the same song charting at once just because people are covering it. And it's just playing at different spots. Here's another one that I'm kind of shocked only made it this high. The Stones, it's only rock and roll at 79. Yeah, but again, how big is it compared to the other Rolling Stone songs. Like, is that the first song that you think of? Uh, no, it's not. I, I get what you're saying there, but it's still a great Stone song. Oh, absolutely. Like, but it, hey, there's no such thing as a bad Stone song. True. Yeah. True. Uh, also, uh, this week, uh, debuting in the 80s, uh, 84, Eddie Kendrick's Tell Her Love Has Felt the Need. Number 85, Bob Dylan and the band. So, mm-hmm. That probably wouldn't count as CanCon, though, I don't no, think. No, no, yeah. it wouldn't have. It, they would only had half for artist. Yeah. Uh, most likely you go your way and I'll go mine was that one. Uh, 86, Mar- uh, Margie Joseph, my love. And 87, Cher, I saw a man and he danced with his wife. Yeah. Cher the is song titles were very specific. Yeah. Those are extremely specific. <laughs> yeah, Cher is... I, I feel like Cher is someone who I should listen to more, but for whatever reason, I've only ever heard like pretty much only believe. And that's it. Like you can tell how old someone is by what share songs they have heard that one. And if I could turn back time. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like the second one that comes <laughs> up. Uh, the Eagles already gone at number 88. Yeah. Oh my God. Number 89. Dick Feller. Stop it. Definitely Don't the best of a bad situation with his chart success there. Mm-hmm. Number, I'm just ignoring that. Number 90, Frank Sinatra, <laughs> you turn my world around. That's another artist that you feel like there, there's a disconnect still from the 70s. Oh, 100%. Like when I think Frank Sinatra, I'm, I'm thinking like mid 60s at the most. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cheech and Chong. Number 92 debuting this week with Earache My Eye. That is actually a great song, too. <laughs> I I would, like, go out of my way to listen to that. That that song slaps. 
Uh, more CanCon number 95, Gordon Lightfoot and Sundown. Yeah, Gordon Lightfoot's always great just seeing him anywhere. True Canadian treasure. Absolutely. Anything else you wanted to touch on? Um, yes, another really weird song title, Tanya Tucker, number 91, mm-hmm. The Man That Turned My Mama On. Like, it's, it, I find that title very deeply unsettling, even though I bet yeah. the song is actually like supposed to be super sweet. Just that title, it's like, eh, kind of a yikes. Just a little bit. Just yeah. a little bit. And C.W. McCall, Old Home Filler and Keep on Truckin' Cafe. Like, the, that guy loved his song, making songs about trucks. Just talk to Convoy. <laughs> uh, Roberta Flack, feel like making love still the number one? You know what? I'm going to say yes. And even more so nowadays, because, like, disco, disco has made a comeback. It is back in the cultural lexicon, getting the respect that it deserves. So, yes, I say that one's still the number one. And you know what? I'm actually going to say yes as well, even though it's not one that you hear all that often. It was it, it fit the void in or fit what was popular back in the 70s. And like you said, it's coming back today a little bit in music. Uh, so I, I think this go around will actually agree with each other. Absolutely. It's nice when we get to do that. It's like I, I, I like having the friendly debates, but it's it's nice to agree with stuff sometimes. No, it's not. <laughs> Some bonus facts about this week in pop culture history. In 1958, the Billboard Hot 100 was published for the first time, and the first ever number one song was Poor Little Fool by Ricky Nelson. In 1987, the FCC rescinded the Fairness Doctrine, which required radio and TV stations in the U.S. to present issues fairly. It was opposed by prominent conservatives who viewed it as an attack on the First Amendment. In 1991, Warsaw's radio mast collapsed. Until then, it was the world's tallest structure at 2,120 feet tall, and the second tallest structure ever built, surpassed by the Burj Khalifa Tower. Listen up next week for more music history and discussion, and don't forget to follow the links in the description. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, tell your friends, and please give us some feedback. Additional production on this episode by Scott Mitchell. I'm Tim Gavin.